Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number one. I'm Carly Tisano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. I am so excited to welcome you to the Resolve Podcast. This is something that I have been thinking about doing for a really long time, and I'm so excited to release it into the world and to share my knowledge and tools and resources with you as you work towards keeping your resolutions and reaching your big goals. It's so, so exciting. So I want to start out by encouraging you to set resolutions, whether this is something you've done in the past or it's something you've never, ever done, whether you've kept resolutions or not, I want to start off this podcast by encouraging you to set resolutions. So today we're going to talk about the 10 reasons resolutions are the best goals you can set. And I'm going to take a little bit of time at the end to introduce myself to share about why I even care about resolutions in the first place and why you should too. I know that resolutions kind of get a bad rap. I'll start off by being honest that I haven't always kept the resolutions that I've set. Of course, I do now, or I keep most of them at least. I'll be sharing more about that in coming weeks. But I haven't always been someone who's kept every one of my resolutions. I grew up um, with friends and family who would talk every year about their resolutions. But after they said the things that they wanted, they would kind of shrug it off and say, yeah, well, we'll see if those things happen. And I think we've all been there. We all know what that's like to really want something And it can be kind of vulnerable to say the things that we want and even more vulnerable to set a timeline like December 31st of this year, I want to have this thing done. So I totally get how vulnerable it could be to set resolutions, but resolutions are really, really important and they are a very powerful way that you can set goals. There are 10 reasons why I think that resolutions are the best goals you can set. The first is because resolutions come with natural reflection because of where they come in the year at the beginning. And again, at the end, when we review them, there is a built-in natural reflection point to them. We have normally taken some time at the end of every year to consider and assess what went on over the course of the last year, both in the world as a whole and in our own lives. We've taken time to consider the things that we want and the things that maybe we don't want to carry forward with us anymore. Since it comes around the holidays, normally we've taken a bit of time just to slow down in general. And so we're normally at a pretty good place. We've had that time for natural reflection, and we also know that at the end of the year, we're going to have that exact same time of reflection to look back at the time that has passed, the things that we've accomplished, maybe the things we haven't accomplished, but hopefully more time spent looking at and celebrating the things that we have been able to accomplish. So the second reason after natural reflection is the fresh start feeling. Now, it is a feeling that most of us have when January 1st rolls around. And it is something that we all collectively experience, that fresh start of a brand new year. It's something that some people experience every Monday when that rolls around too, the feeling of a brand new start, a fresh new day or week, and in this case, a year. So it's that fresh start feeling really just on steroids that we can capitalize on when we set resolutions. It's not just you waking up one random Thursday morning and saying, oh yeah, today or this week or this month, I'm just going to start working out every day. That's something that I want to do. When you set a resolution, you have a built-in fresh start. And a fresh start is something that, of course, you can generate anytime you want to, anytime it's going to serve you. But when they happen naturally, we may as well take advantage of it. And resolutions, New Year's resolutions specifically, have that fresh start feeling built in automatically. The third reason that New Year's resolutions are so important and powerful is because Setting a New Year's resolution is long enough for a big change. A lot can happen over the course of a year. All of us who lived through 2020 know that. There are so many huge things that happened that year. And while we were stuck at home, a lot of little things happened too. One year is long enough 
for a big change to happen in the world and in our own lives. There are big goals that you can accomplish over the course of a year, and you can accomplish a lot of little ones if that's what it's going to take to reach your big goal. Related, the fourth reason it's so powerful to set resolutions is because one year is also short enough to be manageable. So yeah, one year is long enough to accomplish something really big, but it's also short enough to be manageable. You can keep track of the goals that you're working on. It's not your 10-year goals that feel like they're out in the future somewhere that you don't really know if they're going to happen. They're more ethereal. One year is short enough to be manageable. It's something you can wrap your mind around. You can probably within some realm of reason, consider and conceptualize who you're going to be on this day next year. One year is short enough for us to be able to manage it. The fifth reason is because setting New Year's resolutions gives you a focus and something to work towards. I think we've all heard it said that the year is going to come and go one way or the other. And it's totally true. But by setting a resolution, particularly at the beginning of the year, we are assigning a focus for the year. We are giving ourselves something to work towards, to move towards, and hopefully something that matters to us, something that we want to achieve and accomplish, or something that we want to put out into the world. The next reason is because setting a New Year's resolution gives you a sense of control. Like I said earlier, 2020 was a year when a lot of us didn't feel that sense of control because there are some things out in the world that we can't control. But the things that we can control are our own thoughts, our own feelings, the actions that we take, the goals that we set, how we work towards those goals, what we accomplish and what we achieve. We do have control over those things and setting resolutions can give us a greater sense of that control. Next, New Year's resolutions are so powerful because of the group momentum and collective experience associated with them. It's so funny to me that resolutions come up every single year. Articles come out about them and podcast episodes come out about them and people talk about them and share about them and post about them. It's a very large event in the collective experience. It's something that so many people talk about. Very few people are not familiar with the concept of New Year's resolutions. And Everyone, like we talked about earlier, has that fresh start feeling. So there's a group sense of momentum and a collective experience of having assessed the things that we've accomplished, having determined the things that we want, and now having an opportunity to start again moving forward. The next reason is because of the full range of events and experience that can happen over the course of a year. I spend a lot of time working with my clients over the course of a year because I think it is over the course of a year that we can affect the most change. We have gone through the full cycle of everything. And so we've had a chance to experience most of the things that are going to get in the way of reaching our goals. So this comes up most frequently with goals like exercise or weight loss. Normally, these are things that people want to or need to work towards consistently. They want to exercise every day or five days a week. And if they're wanting to lose or maintain weight, that's something that they're going to have to be considering with at least some portion of their brain most of the time until they get there. And then hopefully they can shift down to more of maintenance and management mode, which is great. That's part of the process too. But over the course of a year, as you're working towards establishing exercise goals or moving towards your goal weight, you are going to experience your birthday. That comes around once a year. You're going to experience the holidays and you're going to have to take that into account. How do you eat? How do you want to eat around the holidays? How do you want to exercise on Christmas day? Do you want to? You're going to experience vacations. You're going to go away in the summer, maybe away at the holidays. I don't know, but you're probably going to have some days when you're staying in a hotel or staying with friends or staying in an Airbnb. And you're going to have to figure out what weight loss looks like on the road, what exercise looks like when you're traveling. 
by having this full range of events and experience over the course of a year, by having the opportunity to see how your goals will hold up to those things, you get the opportunity to learn more about yourself, but you also have the opportunity to overcome the obstacles you're going to face and keep moving forward. Next, New Year's resolutions are so powerful because of the built-in timeline. You know exactly when you're going to start, exactly when you're going to end, and there are so many opportunities along the way for you to check in. Every month gives you 12 opportunities to check in and see how you're doing, where you're at, are you on track? Every quarter you have that opportunity. As people talk about setting quarterly goals, can you break down your resolution into something that you can start working towards accomplishing this quarter? Even every week, you know there are 52 weeks over the course of a year. What action can you take this week to start moving towards your resolutions? And finally, the 10th reason is because of the built-in deadline. December 31st comes around every year. And so when you have set your resolution, you know that it's coming and you know what you need to do to get there. By utilizing the timeline aspect, you know, hopefully, exactly where you're at in the resolution setting process. And you also know when you need to be done. By having this built-in deadline in place, you are moving towards the things that you really want. Now, I know that New Year's resolutions aren't for everyone. I know that some people don't even think twice about them. I know some people don't talk about them. But I think resolutions are a type of goal that everyone can benefit from, that everyone can learn from. If you don't like resolutions, that's okay. This probably isn't the show for you. But if you make resolutions or you love them or you want to make them and love them, then you are exactly in the right place because we're going to be learning and talking about so many more tactics and tools for reaching your resolutions and your goals. And I'm going to show you how to reach your goals this year and every year. So if you are listening to this episode around New Year's, then congratulations. I hope you have the champagne and the confetti in hand that you are ready for January 1st. And so I encourage you, I ask you to resolve to set resolutions for the new year. But if you're listening in mid-year, like when this episode is coming out in September, I want you to resolve to assess the resolutions that you have set for this year. See where you're at, figure out what next steps you need to take, determine if you're on track with where we're at in the year. We're coming up on the start of October when this episode comes out. So you're maybe, you have kind of three months left in the end of the year. What are the things you want to take action on between now and December 31st? What would those next couple of steps be? I also want you to recognize the goals that you have set for this year. The ones maybe that you have accomplished already, and maybe the ones you haven't, I want you to recommit to them. And finally, decide to set resolutions for the new year or start to think about setting them and considering what they might be now. Decide which ones you want to set in the new year. So I encourage you to resolve to set resolutions. Now I want to take a little bit of time to tell you about me. I already said that I'm Carly, a New Year's resolution coach, but what does that mean? Who am I and how did I get to this place in my life? So as a New Year's resolution coach, I work with my clients to reach their resolutions, to reach their big goals, whatever they may be. Everyone's a little bit different. Everyone wants something different. The way they're going to get there is completely different. But I believe that I have the tools and tips and tricks and tactics to help them get exactly where they want to go. And I can help them overcome everything that's standing in their way. But I told you earlier, I didn't always keep my resolutions. I set goals and I knew the things I wanted to achieve and I would tell other people about them, but I didn't always keep them until one day I did. I always attribute the book, The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin as being kind of one of the biggest light bulb moments of my life. I realized as Gretchen was sharing about her journey and realizing that she wasn't as happy as she wanted to be and that there were little things she could do 
to start making progress on that, that was something that really resonated with me. Instead of thinking of my goals as big ethereal things that I could never reach or achieve or accomplish, many of them were actually small, tangible things that I could do actively in my life to make it better and to make it everything that I wanted it to be. And now, ironically, that's exactly what I do. I help people over the course of a year, just like Gretchen changed her life over the course of a year in a happiness project, to transform it into everything that they want to be, to keep their resolutions, to reach their goals, and everything that goes along with that. After reading The Happiness Project, that led me to personal development and to reading much, much more than I ever did before. One of the books that I read was Spark Joy by Marie Kondo. And shortly after that, I read The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, kind of out of order, but If you get to know me, that's just me. That's kind of the way I do things out of order. It is what it is. And shortly after reading those books, I came across on Pinterest, a post about the top 10 professional organizers that you should follow on Instagram. And it had some pictures of really beautiful pantries. And I was like, well, I have to know more about this. So I clicked on the article, immediately went and followed all of the 10 people that it recommended. And most of them I still follow to this day. But that opened my mind to realize that, wow, there are people out here who do this for a living who go in and help people organize their home and transform their space to help them create the opportunity to go after the things that they really want. And that really resonated with me because after reading Spark Joy and the Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, I had really gotten control of the things that I owned, of my home and my space. And it really had freed up my mind in so many ways to go after different things. So once I realized that professional organizing was a career, it was something that people could do, something that I could help people with, I immediately went down that road, started building that business and serving my clients and helping them transform their homes. But as time went on, I realized that I wasn't really helping them in the way that I really wanted. Sure, their pantry looked great or their closet was cleaned out. Tons of loads were taken to Goodwill. But a lot of them were still feeling stuck. They had these big goals or dreams or things they wanted to accomplish. Sometimes they weren't even that big. They just wanted to go for a walk in the evening or they wanted to read that stack of books on their bedside table. But they still weren't making progress on those things, even though they knew exactly what books were on their bedside table and we'd organize them, maybe color coded them they didn't actually pick them up or they file folded their workout clothes. They knew exactly where they were. They knew they wanted to get up first thing in the morning and put them on and head out the door, but they weren't doing it. And so for a while I was stuck and I couldn't figure out what was standing in the way of these people going after the things that they really, really wanted. And I had a friend in that period of time, kind of liminal space. She came to me and she said she was totally overwhelmed with the things that she was going through. And she just needed a little bit of help and outside accountability to come alongside her and help her figure out what she needed to do, what her next steps were, and kind of create an ongoing plan for her to get the things done that she needed to so that she could start to make progress on the things that she really wanted. I was a bit hesitant at first, not entirely sure how I could help or what assistance she would need or what I could even really do to help her get where she wanted to go. But I said, let's do it. And so we started meeting at Starbucks and coming up with plans and going over her to-do list and schedule and figuring out what sort of things she needed to do and trying out different tools and tricks. And she did it. She got on top of her life and her schedule. She got to a place where she was feeling much better about everything. And although I don't think I actively recognized at the time really what life coaching was. It was kind of a phrase that was floating around in my head and being pretty involved in the personal development space. Of course, I knew what coaches were and generally what they did. And the more research I did and the more I helped her and began to branch out to a few other people and serving other clients, I realized, wow, this is something that I really want to do. This is the missing piece. It's not just the closet. It's not just the books. It's not even the workout or the reading. 
it's these little things that are standing in their way that through coaching, I can help these people overcome so that they can pursue those things that they really want. So I went on from there to be certified by the life coach school as a certified life and weight loss coach. And I use the tools that I've learned from them and all the tools that I've learned from my years of study and personal development, the hundreds of personal development books I've read, all the courses I've taken, the podcasts I've listened to, the people I've been mentored by and coached by. I have collected and contained all of that knowledge into what I kind of consider like the library of resources that is my brain so that I can help my clients with whatever it is, whatever they want to achieve. Like I said, I keep my goals now. I read books and have built businesses and exercise every day, but I wasn't always that way. And I have been able to use the tools that I've learned all along the way to transform my own life. And I know that they have the power to transform the life of my clients too. I am passionate about helping people set and keep their resolutions to December 31st and beyond. That is why I do what I do, why I believe resolutions are so powerful, and why I encourage you to set resolutions in 2021 and every year after. I want to take a bit of time at the end to tell you every week what I'm reading. So this week I'm reading You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gottlieb. So far, it's a great read. I'm really enjoying it. Oddly, something that I really love in books is chapters that are the perfect length. And she is kind of the master of that. The chapters are short and some of them are intense. A lot of them are really witty, but none of them are too long. And before I know it, they're over and I'm diving into the next one. I also want to take the time at the end of each week to share a toast, something that um, I'm celebrating, whether it's something that I've accomplished or a client has or something out there in the world that I want to celebrate and draw attention to. And so this week I want to toast starting this podcast. I'm so glad it's finally out there. I'm excited to share with all of you in a new way. It's one of my goals for 2021 that I've been working on behind the scenes, and I'm so glad to finally be able to get it out there. So thanks for tuning in to the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tizano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytizano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.